Welcome to the Bariatric Nutrition Coach Podcast, where we empower you with weight loss surgery, nutrition knowledge, mindset advice, and inspiration, so you succeed in your weight and health journey. I'm your host, Jane Stoltz, and I am a bariatric dietitian who has helped over 1,300 people on their weight loss surgery journeys. I'm also a solo mum, lover of long walks while listening to podcasts, partial to a glass of wine, and the ocean is my happy place. Join me as I dive deep into bariatric nutrition and lifestyle topics and deliver them to you in bite-sized, palatable episodes every Monday. Now let's go. So welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Bariatric Nutrition Coach Podcast, and I'm super excited to have a past client on with me, the lovely Nicole. Nicole mm. and I worked together through two, well, Nicole went through two boot camps. She had a, a break in between, but I'm really excited for Nicole to share her journey, share her pearls of wisdom. So mm. welcome, Nicole. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Like you said, I had bariatric surgery. I had a gastric sleeve in October of 2022. So I'm about a little over a year from that. And I think I reached out to you while I was waking up from anesthesia and getting surgery. I, I feel like I went to sleep thinking about it, like this is who I'm going to contact immediately after. And that's exactly what I did. So I'm of two. I live in the U.S. in Florida and just adapting to life after a big change. Fantastic. And that's a lovely memory of you contacting me, like messaging back and forth. And like, and I always say to people, where are you in your bariatric journey? And you're like, just had it, literally. <laughs> so no, that was yeah, really fantastic. So we know each other quite well, but in this podcast, mm -hmm. I want to go back to the beginning with you because I know people get so much value out of hearing other people's stories. People listen to my podcast at all different stages of their journey. Some people listen before they've had their surgery and every stage after. But I'd love to come back to your reasons why you decided to have bariatric surgery in the first place. So I have never been someone who was super thin, but I was very fit. I, I served in the military uh, for several years. And obviously being in the military, I had to have a certain level of fitness. But after, as I got a little bit older, I moved away from home and I met my husband and just over the years, progressively, I gained more and more weight. Bariatric surgery was something that I wouldn't want to say had like a negative stigma, but I definitely felt like it was a last resort situation for me. I always felt like I want to do things naturally. I can do it naturally. I've dieted before and have lost the weight, but obviously it was never something that was successful, right? All like you would lose the weight, but it would come back eventually because they were they were really bad diets or things that you couldn't maintain, sustain long-term. And it just got to the point where I remember it was my son's sixth birthday and we had a gathering for him at the house. And at this point, I hated taking pictures. I hated being in any pictures. I didn't want to be in pictures with my kids. And I remember looking back and it's like I was in no pictures with them ever. It was just pictures of my husband or when friends or family would come visit. And I always 
I hated that, obviously. And I remember seeing the pictures and I'm like, I don't even recognize who this person is anymore. Like, I don't recognize myself. And I think probably a week or two after that, I reached out to the weight loss center that I ended up having my surgery at to just to find out what the next steps were. I was at that point, I was on blood pressure medication. I mean, I was in poor health. I was really overweight and it was just, I needed help. And I realized like, okay, this is something that I need to do, or I don't know how many more birthdays I'll make it to. And that's really when I started kind of looking into everything and uh, starting the process uh, for surgery. It does make me sad when people feeling, or you shared about that kind of negative kind of lust. And I think that's a really common thing people struggle with. And feeling like many people shared with me that they feel like to have bariatric surgery feels like they've failed. They haven't been able to do it Mm -hmm. on their own. And that just shows me that we've still got a very poor understanding of the disease of obesity, because there are so many factors that play into it. And it is your body before surgery didn't care what what weight you got to. Once you got to that weight, its job was to keep you there because that means survival. So whenever Mm -hmm. you lose weight, your body is going to fight to go back to that weight. And Mm -hmm. then you feel like you've failed because you haven't been able to stay on a diet. So thank you for sharing that because that's really common, Nicole. People feel or go into not many people do go into bariatric surgery really positive and excited and all of that but deep down can be really feeling that something that they have to do it and other people haven't and it just shows me that we still don't have a really great understanding of obesity I love when you shared you've got young children and when you said your health wasn't where you want it to be and you want to be around Mm -hmm. longer and with mums having children can be such a wonderful motivator and the key why to have surgery and keep you going on the hard days after. So thank you for sharing that. You're over 12 months from surgery now. Looking back from this point, what have been the hardest adjustments for you after your surgery? What's been kind of easier than you thought and maybe what's been harder than you thought? When it comes to lifestyle changes and all the things that you've gone through over the last 12 months plus? I think really it's such a mental change. I mean, I think you go through so many physical changes and it's so rewarding to see the physical changes, right? To to see the the weight loss and to see that you're able to fit into clothes that you didn't fit before and that you're able to move in ways that you weren't able to before. But I think the biggest thing is just the mental changes that you go through. I mean, there is so much pressure to to make sure that it's successful because it, it is a big procedure. It's a life-changing procedure. And I feel like you have to be in the right mindset for it. And I think fully commit to, okay, these are changes that I have to make for the rest of my life in order to obtain that goal. But I think it's the easiest part has been to maybe make the changes because I know why I'm making them, but I also had you to kind of help me and guide me through a lot of those things. And I remember waking up and I was thinking about this the other day, uh, but getting that little cup that you get like to take medicine and they're like, okay, you're going to try and take water. I'm like, I can't do this by myself. I'm like, I need somebody to help me. Like, That's kind of when I realized like, what the heck am I myself into? Really? I think it, it gets easier, right? When you have I had you to help me kind of, 
I think even now, and even the second time, probably the hardest part was remembering like the basics, like chewing your food, not chugging your water. And those are little things that you're just not used to doing consistently. And even now, sometimes I'm like, I'll go for a run and I want to come back and I just want to chug my water bottle and be like, oh no, I still need to take the sips and stuff. So I think it's kind of reminding yourself to do a lot of the basics. But also I, I do feel like the changes are so rewarding that they really just kind of eclipse everything else. All the hard part, I feel like it is hard. It is a change. It's it's a change for your whole family because they're going through those changes with like with you. I remember my almost eight year old now. Is he heals? He's like, are when are you going to be done with the surgery? Are you going to continue to lose weight? Like he just he's like, and they notice like those things. Or it's like, are you only going to eat? They ask you about your portion sizes and. Yeah well, why are you only eating this much? And I can eat this much. And should I be eating this size? So it's also when you have a family, bring your family along the journey with you and in helping them get used to those changes too. I often say to my clients, talk to your children about how much you're eating and chewing well and eating slowly and listening to your body. Because when you're talking to them about the habits, you're also talking to yourself. And that is wonderful. From day one, Nicole, you were very focused and very motivated to take coaching. And what I was thinking when you were, you know, sharing about the basics are the challenging. They're not hard to understand. Sip slowly, (laughs) chew slowly. Much more challenging to do. And your tummy, and there's so many benefits to it, But and your tummy likes it, and you pick up when you're satisfied, you're not going to overeat. So it really is like I talk a lot about the foundations and, eating habits and I think when we had your first boot camp and then you had a bit of a time flying on your own and Mm. I can't remember how long that was before you came back can you remember how long I think we worked for the first four months post-surgery and then it was right before the year mark I think we started kind of we started working again right before the year mark Mm -hmm. so you finished yeah you had a a good amount of time in between when you came back I remember because I was re-looking at you know notes before jumping on and talking to you we came back to the basics and it is coming back it's really like a practice going forward and that's why we want to have things written down and things in our environment that remind us to eat slower and sip slower so the life after bariatric surgery is for different people have a different journey but it is challenging it is not easy behavior change is hard you've been eating a certain way for so long drinking a certain way thinking about food and your weight and your body a certain way. And a lot of people would have heard me say this a lot, but a lot of change happens in that first year, a year and a half. And the things that we were working on and talking about in that second boot camp, some of them were the same as the first, but then we moved on to other things, didn't we? We talked about stress eating and cravings, all of those things. And I know you've shared a bit, but I'd love to you to share how has coaching helped you on your journey and this is for someone listening that maybe doesn't have uh, good support from their bariatric center many centers give great support but often well not often well actually it is often I speak to people all the time they've been released from their center sent home with their after they've sipped enough from their little cup with a booklet off you go we'll see you in three months how's coaching helped you at the different stages after your journey so I, I think I really liked my bariatric center. I think the thing though, is that when 
they talk to you, it's very, are you meeting your protein goals? Are you meeting your water intake? And you obviously are like, yes, I am or no, I'm not. And it's almost like a one size fits all type of mentality. Like this is what everyone has to do to get there. And I think what really helped me with you was to kind of go through the motions of everything that was happening in in my life and explain to you, okay, this is my situation. Or I remember, I think I changed jobs while we were uh, working together. So it was changing my lifestyle again, right? From even though we were going through the process, but it's like, well, my schedule has changed. And what do I do? I thrive a lot on routine. And I think that's one of the things that has helped me to create kind of routine for myself. And you helped me do that kind of the schedule, making sure I'm having my meals, I plan a time to have my snacks. And those are kind of things that I still thrive on now. And that helped me get through those times where I am very stressed out and life gets in the way I still try and go back to that advice. Like when we talked about like, hey, make sure you're on a routine or I really like that you made it, I think a complicated time, you made it simple in terms of when you're so stressed and so overwhelmed, because you're going through so many changes. It's easy just to have someone to be like, hey, just keep it simple. You don't have to do elaborate meals, you don't have to do elaborate snacks, it's just keep it simple, make sure that you're following kind of the steps. And I feel like that truly helped me and still helps me now. Like I listen to your podcast now, or I listen to you on Instagram, just those reminders that really kind of help you just get centered again when you feel like it's also overwhelming. Because even after a year out, it's at first you can barely eat, right? You're eating the tiny little portions. And as time goes on, you can eat more. And I think it gets harder to listen to those cues, even though them, you want to almost kind of push the limit. Like, "Mm, but I'm kind of on my goal way. I want to push the limit a little bit more. And then it's kind of just reminding like, well, what would Jane do? <laughs> what would she tell me to do if that's the case? So really just for me, it's given me kind of like a home base to remember, okay, this is where I started. This was your advice. And just how can I implement it in the different stages that I'm at is pretty much how I've used your tools. Beautiful. And what you described there was really common early days after surgery it's really, I see it like everything's thrown up in the air, kind of like a pack of cards, your whole life, food, fluid, how you feel, all of that. And it can be very overwhelming on knowing how to put everything in place and feeling confident that you're doing what you need to do, not only to get the most out of your weight loss surgery, but also to feel good and look after your health. Because I do go on and on about eating regularly and, and working on how to build up to your protein goal, because If you listen to just your body cues right in the early stage and only eat when you're hungry, you're not going to be able to eat enough and get enough fluid. And I've seen it so many times, people start feeling really crummy because they don't get enough in. So, and it is very personalized, Nicole. That's what my boot camp's about because it is a personalized journey. Even that you might have surgery on the same day as someone, same weight as you, same age, two kids at home or whatever, and your journey is going to be different to theirs might what you find challenging is going to be different to that next person and everyone is an individual so that's where the bariatric centers are very much geared up for getting people healed and going and in it yes it definitely can feel like a one-size-fits-all bit of a cookie cutter approach mm-hmm. and the way we really build habits in and get things to stick is when things work for you are in the way that suits you foods that you enjoy so yeah a personalized approach but also what's normal 
and what's not. And this mm-hmm. is for those early to medium days. Some symptoms and things people are talking about, yep, I know that's normal. Others are, no, that's actually not normal. Don't put up with it. People sometimes put up. You need to go and get some support. So it's really having that support and helping move or not even go into the overwhelm because it is mm-hmm. so much. And what does human nature say? Human nature, you want to do your best. You've put so much into having surgery physically, financially, and emotionally. Everyone wants to do their best, so they try and do 20 things at once, and it can be really such a big change. So thank you so much for sharing that. And so big picture, how has life changed for you? What does life look like now that maybe was different before your surgery? I think I'm just much more present like in my life in general I feel like I my main goal honestly it's was to just feel like myself again and be able to I I do go on runs now I I work out because it helps me just with stress relief Uh, but it's I can run four miles now versus being able to just run a couple feet or walk a couple feet and feel winded I just being able to be a mom and be present for my kids. I have two boys that are super active and I think about it now and it's going to amusement parks where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to ride this ride with, with my kid. And I I felt like at the end of the day, just being willing to invest in myself, knowing that in order to take care of my family, I needed to take care of myself first. And I feel like I try and put that I think as a mom, sometimes we guilt ourselves a lot into, oh, I, I worked all day. I have to get home and I have to mm-hmm. make dinner. I have to make sure the house is clean. I have to make sure laundry is done. But at the end of the day, I feel like I, I always try and I still struggle with that sometimes, right? Especially on like really long days of work or something. But I'm like, if I don't take care of myself, then I'm just going to end up in the same spot that I was in a couple of years ago. And it's not somewhere I ever want to go back to. I want to be there for my kids. Obviously now I, I'm on zero medication. I don't have high blood pressure. I'm not in the pre-diabetic stage anymore. I don't have blood sugar levels that are elevated. I don't have the aches and pains that I had before. So overall, physically, I feel a thousand times better. But I think emotionally too. I think when you physically feel poor, like you're in poor health, I think it affects every other aspect of your life. So I think just... Being able to wake up and and put on the clothes that you want to put on, being able to go work out if you want to play with your kids, ride around with them on a a bike, teach them how to ride a bike, right? Mm. Those are all things that before I didn't have the energy levels to do. And I think professionally too, it's helped me. I feel a lot more confident in terms of what I need to do at work every day to to be successful. And just in, in relationships as a whole, I think you stop being kind of an observer of your life and, and actively participate in it now. You want to be in the pictures. I lost my dad about six months ago. And I think I told you about that. I think we were working together at that point too. And I look back, I have no pictures with my dad very, very few pictures. And I think back, I'm like, that's because I didn't feel like I wanted to be in pictures. I didn't want to document that stage of my life. I feel like it's truly just allowed me to take the reins back on, mm. on my life, on what I want, what I want to do and and try and focus on, on bigger goals now. Right. That's wonderful. And you get up early and do your run. And I'm just linking this to that activity and that's hard. So some mornings, you are not going to be feeling like doing that. I'm just, I didn't even have to ask because that's just human nature. 
how do you keep in touch with your why? What gets you out of bed on those mornings? Do you have any kind of key thoughts or key things you tell yourself that get you out of bed? Or is that commitment is not only to your family, but you've really committed to yourself? I think just that commitment to myself. I'm not motivated every day. I definitely am not. I get up really early because that's just the best time for me to be able to to go. But I think it's a discipline, right? It's It goes back to building those habits and making sure that you're consistent and that you show up for yourself. And it's hard. Some days it's really hard and it's you don't want to do it. But I think also a lot of times, especially like on social media, you're so overwhelmed with all the different information coming at you and the different just information that's out there. So I know I purposely, I went through and unfollowed a lot of people that I felt like were, does it serve a purpose in my life right now? No, it doesn't. So, and you find the motivating people, you find people like you who give good information and good advice and who put up some of the motivational and inspirational things because you, you feed off of that. And I feel like it, it changes your mindset a lot. So a lot of times, yes, I don't feel like I feel like hitting the snooze button, but then I do the internal monologue where I'm like, get up, you can do it. You're going to feel so much better afterwards. It's just the getting up and getting to the gym or getting up and going outside. That's difficult. But once you're doing it, you're doing it. So yeah, just, I feel like just talking to yourself positively sometimes really just makes it small, but it makes such a huge difference. That's definitely a challenge, I think, for a lot of people and women talking to themselves positive. And yes, that's a wonderful point. But you brought up a really great distinction, the distinction between motivation and discipline. Mm -hmm. And that is a really wonderful, I just wanted to touch on it because Mm -hmm. are you going to feel motivated every day? No, like that's, we're just not going to, no matter how much we want a goal, we just, that's just human nature. And so many people say to me, I need to get my motivation back. And it's really not about motivation. For me, it's around being really clear as you are about your why. All really clearly, you can articulate all the benefits you've got and also Mm -hmm. the reason why you want to stay where you are. When your children Mm -hmm. and your life and your work and confidence and being in photos with your family and totally not watching your life but being in it. So it's about really being in touch with that and then establishing the habits and working on that level of discipline and committing to yourself. Often we find it easier to commit to other people than ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think for women, that's a really big thing to commit that you don't have to put yourself first as a mum, but you put yourself on the list. You matter as well. There's nothing wrong with your children seeing that you also matter. They matter, they're part of the family and you are part of the family too, and your things matter as well. So it's habits with discipline and motivation's going to come and go. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a great thing you, you brought up there, Nicole. Dieting mindset, going into something we probably haven't chatted about a lot in from my memory, but do you still have dieting mindset? You still have some things you've come to you in your, like from the old days of dieting, or have you feel like you've moved on from that? Because before surgery, people, you diet to lose weight. How has that been after surgery? How are you feeling with that now? Now tell me, is this you? 
you have had your bariatric surgery and you're feeling lost, you're lacking support and you don't know what to eat and when. Or you may have noticed after your surgery, your hunger and cravings have started to return and you are scared you won't reach your goals. You may have had some weight regain and you wanna stop the weight regain and lose some more weight. You may be pre-surgery and you want support to be fully prepared for your weight loss surgery journey. If any of these sound like you, then listen up. I have developed my bariatric nutrition bootcamp just for you. My coaching program provides education, coaching and community for people getting ready for their weight loss surgery and at every stage after their surgery. There are four key areas that I focus on with my clients in my bariatric nutrition bootcamp. One is the bariatric nutrition basics. You will learn what and how to eat so you feel satisfied, reach your protein and fluid goals and have less cravings and know how to manage your hunger in the future. Meal ideas and meal planning. You'll learn to plan meals and snacks that you like so you have great options on hand when it comes time to eat. Also, we focus on mastering weight regain habits, identifying any habits that are stopping you from reaching your goals and create manageable strategies to get back on the straight and narrow so you can manage your weight for the rest of your life. And also I focus with my clients in my bariatric nutrition bootcamp on learning to trust your body and food. Start to enjoy your food again by relearning to listen to your body cues so you have less guilt and improve your relationship with food and your body. If you are ready to maximize your weight loss surgery results, feel confident in your journey and be led with support and expert guidance, then the Bariatric Nutrition Bootcamp is for you. If you would like to know more about my coaching program, check out the link in the show notes. I don't think about that anymore, honestly. I know a lot of times, and I see this, it's people talk about resetting like their pouch and going on like all the all liquid diets. And I'm like, God, I don't want to do that ever again. What I eat, I enjoy eating. I enjoy food. I do. But I feel like I've changed my mindset to I'm going to eat because I'm going to eat to I'm going to eat because I want to nourish my body and I want to give it the right things, right? So I think for me, really, it's about the portion control and making sure that I stick to those basics. So I'm going to have the protein. I'm going to have some of the carbs. I'm going to have the vegetables. I think one of the things I probably struggle the most right now is with vegetables. Still, (laughs) I probably go more for the protein and the carbs, to be honest with you. But I think just now I'm at a point where I like just looking up different recipes and making sure that they fit what I'm supposed to be eating. One thing that has helped me a lot, and I worked on this with you, it's including my family in it, making sure that I'm not just cooking something for me and then I'm cooking another meal for everybody. It's, hey, this is what we're making. Let's make it fun. Sometimes I include the kids in making it and it's a time that we enjoy and it can make it so that you're not constantly thinking like about the food, right? You're thinking like this is an experience, but it's a healthier food choice for me. So no, not so much the diet mindset. I don't ever think like I'm going to go on a two week liquid diet and lose 10 pounds because I know that it'll come back. I try and always tell myself just focus on 
building consistency. Like the yeah. weight is going to fluctuate. You may step on the scale. That's another thing we worked on, not stepping on the scale every single day, but that scale is going to go up and down. So I think another thing that helps me is taking a lot of measurements. I measure myself at least once a month now, just to kind of see like where I'm at. And I think you have to build those things into where you're still sometimes insecure. Like, did I eat too much? Did I do the wrong thing? Did I have a dessert or a cookie that I probably, and it's trying to just, again, that positive talk, like talking positive to yourself and saying like, okay, no, take it back to the basics. And it's still okay to have those things. It's just the moderation, the portion control, the consistency. No, I love that. And that's a great message is there because it's a wonderful place to get to. And people listening that may have been there in their weight loss surgery journey, and still very much in a dieting mindset can often very much want to leave it. And that's good food, bad food, and really struggle with balance. And bariatric surgery is not about being on a diet for the rest of your life. It's about living well, health, finding balance, enjoying your food, but in moderation. And if you've come from years and years and years of dieting, it can take time. And I'm not necessarily saying this to you, Nicole, and saying this to the listeners, it can take time often take quite a bit of time and work to break that thinking and to break the dieting mindset really depends on how entrenched many people can start dieting from being children or placed on diets by their parents it's not a surprise that's deeply ingrained so Mm -hmm. it's wonderful to get to that balance it's wonderful to get to that maintenance stage and really feel relaxed so thank you so much for sharing that and Mm -hmm. i have loved our chat today If there's anything that you would like to share, any advice that you would share if somebody's listening and they are going to have surgery or they're in the early days and you're further down the track than those early days, any advice that you give anyone? I would say that if you're making the right choice, I think investing in yourself is always going to be the right choice. And I think especially having someone to coach you like you coached me and you coach hundreds of other people is so important because it's a unique situation. Even though it's in our world now, it's more common because you meet more people that have had bariatric surgery. Not all dietitians are versed or have the experience dealing with bariatric patients. So I think it is so important to find the right coach, find the right resources, the right support group to make sure that you can stay on track. It's it's difficult. Those first couple days are difficult. Those first couple of weeks are difficult, but it gets better. And if you have someone there to support you during those that beginning stage, I think that was probably the best thing that I could have done for myself was calling you. And even though you're like, let's wait till you're four days out. I'm like, are you sure? But we waited a little bit. I think maybe a week or two. I'm not sure. But I think I wanted uh, you to get home. Meaning like, it's great. Like, thanks for contacting me. But yeah, like just get the steps in, listen to the advice of your hospital, get some fluid in, get home. So, but no, that's like, like no, let's start right now, Jay. No, I think sometimes we get to the point that we get to because there is no early intervention. We don't, a lot of times we don't address the problem till it's too far gone almost, right? Where we're already on the medication. We're already on having the health issues present themselves. So I think really just be committed. You're having the surgery, you're in the preparation stages, just making sure you're doing the research and and finding somebody that aligns with listening to the podcast. Sometimes I 
go on walks and on runs and I listen to your podcast and just remind myself, listen to the stories, remember your why. And I think it really helps you to to just center yourself because you're going to try, you're going to have those moments where you want to deviate, where you're like, ah, this is difficult. I don't want to keep doing this, but it's really just centering yourself. And again, thinking about your why and going back to those basics that you talk about. And I think that really has helped me out. And it's something that I feel like will continue to help me going forward for a long time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time today. That was lovely chatting with you. It's been great um, hearing your words of advice and sharing your experience because, as I said in the beginning, I know people really get a lot of value out of listening to other people's journey. Not only do you learn, but you also get that connection where you're not alone and it is not easy and that other people are going through it as well. And I think that's really important. Because often if people do get to points of struggle after their weight loss surgery, people can feel very alone, especially if they can't access good support. They can feel very isolated. So thank you yet so much for your time. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate your support. And I get, I'm get i getting lovely comments um, and feedback from my podcast, which is really lovely because I essentially sit here and often just talking to myself or not talking to myself, but if I'm doing a solo episode, so it's lovely to get feedback. So if you would like to give me any a review or subscribe to my podcast, that would be wonderful. I really appreciate your support and I look forward to being back in your ears next week. And thank you so much, Nicole. Bye for now. 